Hey everyone, Jordan here. This is our part two of our bowl recap. This is basically from the Pinstripe Bowl all the way to the Rose Bowl. If you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and back up in the feed and find it there. Otherwise, on with the show. And we get the Pinstripe Bowl in the morning. Guys, <laughs> oh, I want to talk about some grass real fast. I want to talk about some fucking grass real fast. This is the worst grass. And and you know what? We, we I talk so much shit about how you know how Fenway looks stupid with the with with the baseball field set into it, whatever. It's okay. At least the, at least they've done a, a baseball. I mean, a football field. At least you know they do soccer fields at Yankee Stadium all the time. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But this fucking field, guys, looked so bad. Not not after a half at kickoff. Yeah. No. Right away. After right a right drive, away. they had yeah. people out there filling divots with sand. It was, it was not good. Awful. Did they show on the broadcast when one of the officials that comes in and marks the spot completely ate shit? It was really no, scary. Like God. he fell like pretty bad. That's... I didn't see it. It looked like he was on it. ice. It looked like he was on ice like he was a oh, hockey he, official without he skates on. Yeah, it was not good. And ironically, this is sponsored by a lawn care company. Yeah, seriously. You can't really buy bad boy mower in the metro area of new york city but you know what there were plenty in the stadium there was a tractor on one side and a lawnmower on the other and the dj for the game who i don't remember his name but he was pretty good uh was on with the lawnmower playing on the they broadcast. did show that they did show that on the broadcast yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great that was, that was good I, was, I didn't get a good photo of it but I'm i was really that. afraid that the dj was going to be driving around and there was going to be a madman moment uh please don't, We're gonna put do Don it. Draper on no. Bad Boy Mower's <laughs> DJ mower. It's <laughs> like, imagine a lawnmower like no other. Bad boy. I <laughs> that whole all the way to Manhattan. And of course, it doesn't so happen that you know being on a very shitty surface would mean that if you were had a game, let's say like Minnesota's based on an incredible running back. You might have a rough day. He the numbers, cut, man. the numbers on this game are so fucking bizarre. Minnesota wins this twenty-eight twenty. Minnesota has two hundred and thirteen yards, two one three. Syracuse has five hundred and sixty-two. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Five hundred and sixty-two yards, guys. Garrett Schrader threw for three hundred and thirty yards. What more do you want him to do? He was going through it too. Watching Mo Ibrahim try to run on that fucking turf hurt me. I was so afraid for that guy's ACLs. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. So scared. I was so worried because the previous time I've seen him play in person, he tore his ACL. I thought it was going to happen again. I, I if that, really if that were the case, you would have never, you would never have to go back to a game again. Like just no, never go no, back. No, I would never. See, the difference here is that Syracuse didn't have their amazing running back, so they didn't try to run the ball because yeah. Sean Tucker wasn't in this game. It was, so they just I, threw I for a bajillion yards. Definitely smart of, of uh, Sean. I, I was pleased that he didn't play in this game and he declared for the NFL draft. I'll just yes. say that. They, they pseudo-benched uh, Ibrahim in the second half, by the way. I would say that he, I don't think he got in at all. No, his, no, he he, he got he he didn't get hurt, but something got twisted weird or something. They were just like, no, 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 we're not going to do this anymore. And he now is the leading rusher all time in Minnesota history. So I think that's he what he got. He got the all time. That was it. He got the all time thing, and then they basically sat him after that. Like yes, he got exactly. the all time rusher, yeah. and then and they took a big lead. They were up like fourteen nothing, and they just basically sat on him the rest of the game. 
I mean, Syracuse comes back a little bit, but it never looked like in doubt at that point, honestly. Then we have the first Cheez-It Bowl, the real Cheez-It Bowl. Yes. Where Prince Chedward came out. Prince Chedward. And waved appropriately and royally. Royal Highness. Watching him, it's, I realize that he has a face like the Burger King where it looks (laughs) menacing. So whenever they show him behind someone or like just like coming around a corner, he looks like he's going to fucking kill you. Because it's just, there's no mouth. There's no mouth. It's just the mustache and the eyes. And it's just really frightening. So he had very. Immediately, please. Yes. I had never noticed that Pistol Pete had a mouth until you started doing curse things to him the other day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe it. You took away his mustache. Someone said that was his chin. Actually, you know what? That is his chin. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't his mouth that's actually his chin he doesn't have a frown it's actually just like his dimple <laughs> i like no. i like young pete he looks awesome he does, has no but... mouth but he must cheer but he for must cheer. in the cheese it bowl basically oklahoma and florida state traded haymakers for a while it was just people trying to take the biggest swing possible at each other Seriously. and sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss it was, that it sounds was like what would happen if Florida State and Oklahoma met. Yeah, it felt just like that. I'm just exactly. happy that my prediction from the last time I was on the show about being able to point and laugh at Oklahoma was later proven correct. This is their first losing season since 1998, and I enjoy that. Wow. On this game, when I saw this matchup of Florida State versus Oklahoma, I was just like, this is not going to be a good game. This is, like, I, I, this is the one that I thought that Florida State was going to take it to them. And I'm kind of proud that OU played well. I know they didn't win, but I'm happy that they gave us a really good game. This was a great one. Back and forth game. It was a lot of fun. I was afraid this was going to be like a Florida State blowout. And it would not be fun, but it it turned out to be great. It went down to the last second. So that's that's all all I really want on a bowl season when I don't have any rooting interest. So, So thank you, Oklahoma, for playing well, even though you didn't win. But we, I, of course, the commission appreciates any close, crazy games. If I'm Oklahoma, if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I feel way better coming out of this game than I did going into it. I feel way better. Now, if I'm a Florida State fan, I actually feel really good, too, because Oklahoma <laughs> looked like the team that we probably thought they should have been. But yeah, they still lost to Texas by 49, so who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> they are who they thought they were. Speaking of Texas, let's go to the oh, automobile. Fuck it, I don't care. You picked that care. up instead of me. I don't care. I don't Washington care. won. Texas looked like shit. Washington won. I don't care. Like that. That's fine. Whatever. You, Quinn, you were writing through. odes to the Alamo uh, Alamo Dome. I was. I like. I had. Like, I was watching it. And I had like a, like a legit moment of like. I like like this awful fucking box of a stadium. I have so many weird memories of this place. Watching my high school team get like blown the fuck out there by a Everybody's team that like, was way better than us. Wait, is the commish from the nine five six? He's like, no, it's Jordan, not the commish. I'm from the <laughs> fucking nine five six. You from the pure nine five six? I don't. But on nine five six, I don't have your. I don't have you know. That's my that's my cred, not yours. So blah, yeah, blah, blah, years, you lost to Washington. I was watching this alone in my own shame, which is wonderful. <laughs> I was still posting about beautiful Alabama facts while this game was going on, just trying to bury the. Bury the plays. <laughs> Look at this beautiful fucking building. Oh, they, did you know they played baseball there? Just bury, bury the game. Dude, dude, the baseball in that stadium, I've been to a few of those games. It does not fit. Like, oh, the, oh my <laughs> God. Why would they do? Like, the right field is like 260, and it's just like a box. 
It's like a the, rectangle. The giant like wall, yeah. So giant ridiculous. wall. No, there wasn't even a giant wall. Uh, it was just like, it was none. But the, like left field, it looked like you, you would look at the dimensions of those old school, like New York polo grounds or like Forbes Field or like all of those weird, weird old stadiums, like Cleveland Municipal Stadium with their crazy dimensions of baseball and and you would just throw the alamo domes stadium for baseball in that and it would fit right in there and just it looks just like a rectangle it's 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 ridiculous a hitter's park is what you're saying it's, like, it's, a, it's a it's a batter's park when uh, for the lefties yes. when the dodgers when the dodgers moved to la they first played in the coliseum and it was exactly I love those that. shots the Coliseum there's with a, a giant court. net. Yeah, it's incredible. They said there's enough room in here for 80,000 people, but only two outfielders was the quote. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, Texas so, lost. So we've we've put football games in baseball stadiums. Mm-hmm. We've put football games in NASCAR facilities. Mm-hmm. We have. Yeah. Can we put them in a hockey stadium? Well, I mean, there's been a <laughs> they put hockey. They put they put yeah. hockey in football stadiums. Yeah, hockey and baseball, <laughs> and baseball too. stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I saw a diagram the other day for a baseball game in a NASCAR infield. <laughs> That's fucking where ridiculous. it was like oh, three thirty to both corners and like <laughs> nine hundred to center. <laughs> Good luck. Do it. If you can play football at Bristol, you could play baseball at Bristol. Yeah. I have thought. You just have to put up the Little awesome. League fence in the middle of the infield somewhere. Yeah. Leave it there. We want more inside the park home runs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the better that alternative. They're going to need a second center fielder behind him. We're going to a shortstop. We're going to use a second center. We're playing like short center and man. deep center. Yeah. <laughs> And the relay so got- throw. And the second relay throw. <laughs> Another relay the throw to throw. home. And he throws. And he throws. And he throws. And he throws. Hit the fifth cutoff, man. <laughs> <laughs> that pitcher's going to get so much workout just like running out beyond second to be the third cutoff man on every single line drive. <laughs> it's going to look like a planetary alignment with all the players. <laughs> you're out it's the inner outfield fly rule so then on the 30th we wake up and we get to watch one of our favorite things the mayo bowl now guys i won't lie to you the mayo bowl game was not great the actual football it was itself was, was not no. played well it, the, the game mean, was great once you figured out what both coaches were doing <laughs> because both coaches <laughs> admitted like they had the graphics and they said they were not fans of mayo and they were not looking forward to getting mayo dumped on them so as soon as you realize that both coaches were going to just coach extremely conservatively and and avoid the mayo dump because <laughs> they scared Paul, this, they were scared of the mayo, Paul. That's right. But no, seriously, both of them, there were so many like conservative play calls. It was ridiculous. It was. Like it was as soon as four, I figured four, out. Two. I can't get that. Oh, no. Nope. Dave Jordan, like, no, no. Okay. It's, it's fourth and two. It's fourth and two on Maryland's 38. That's a lot. Oh, no. Uh, we got a punch. We got a punch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. I think. I can't, no, yeah. we can't pick up. No, no. We, we were playing field position. It was just. This- I think I said it's a bowl game. Fucking go for it like five times during this game. Last game of the year. Can't hold back now. Oh, they held everything back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did not want to mail at all. Yeah, this was an Aesop's fables of a game, and the tortoise won the goddamn race. (laughs) Yes. 
Beveled, well, beveled, beveled Tetsuo looked really cool, by the way. Yes. Oh, don't get me started on Testudo. That's my enemy. How do you oh. say it? Testudo. I think it's Testudo. Testudo. Yeah, it's Testudo. I said Tetsuo oh, like I'm Akira, right? Yes. I I said Tetsuo. Yes. Okay. By the way, <laughs> not Japanese, my Jordan. favorite live mascot in college football for ages and ages was Testudo. When they used to drive Aww. him around in the back of a Ford F-150. Yes. No. Here's 2,000 pounds of terrapin. <laughs> In an F-150. 2,000 pounds of Terrapin. And Kamish is like, oh, that's that's good eating. I, I like that idea. Turtle soup? That's a turtle soup, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> Serve it in shell. Ooh, Serve yeah. it in shell for everyone. Little ladle. <laughs> Little ladle. I think Kevin was the one who watched this game best on static jet blue flight. Oh yes, yes. I was I was on the JetBlue flight, and they had the, it was it was a really old plane, and they had the tiny like six by six monitors, and oh. most of them the picture was relatively clear, but mine was forty percent static. Perfect. <laughs> so I the could see experience. nothing that was happening in this, and it was the perfect experience. I am disappointed we never beveled the Maryland flag. I'm looking I back. I did. Oh, I did. Oh, we did? Okay, oh, yeah. I, not, oh, I, I, I did. I that was the best thing. I was like, I, threw that I thing can't early, yeah. missed that chance. No, no. Oh, come on, man. Back far you know me and the, the Maryland Photoshop flag. Folder. <laughs> we got not only our internet friend, Clert, who got to dump the mayo. Clert. We also had friend of the show, Jay Arnold, there as the mayo ambassador, eating a gallon tub of mayo on the sideline. And he, produ- still, he still hasn't showed me the the finished tub. There's I, no I don't know fucking he way he finished that. There's no, no way. No, I know it was just the thing, but it's just like I was just messing with him. What no, 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 no. I'm saying there's no fucking way he finished it, and that's shameful. I'm angry about this. Just so we're clear. Oh, yeah. Just so we're clear, I'm angry. The best was Ugh. another friend of the pr- program, Doug, producer Doug from the Full Cast After Dark, was sitting next to him in a big sky hoodie, looking so horrified. <laughs> <laughs> when Jay went in for the first bite, Doug looked like, like, what have I done? Yeah. I'm in the splash zone. Oh, God. I didn't realize what it would be like being here. So close. So mayo-y. Residual twang. The residual twang. That's right. So Doug was, after, like, he took the bite, he was just like, he, he started slapping his knee. Like, he just couldn't believe that this is happening. He's like, oh, no, I can't believe it. <laughs> Oh, it was so like, oh my god! I can't believe he just did took the giant spoonful. And, and, Tub, and then Tubby was there the whole game. Tubby's yeah. great. The mascot's amazing. Another mascot looks like going to fucking kill you when he's behind you because he's got those, <laughs> yeah, those eyebrows. Those eyebrows. No, Bart, look, look out! He's right. Behind look out! He's right behind you. I was screen capping this game so hard. So much fun. Like just hitting print screen on my computer every two seconds, just saving pictures. So let's talk about the hat. The hat. All right. How do we feel about the large hat being used to deflect some mayo? I'm a fan of the big hat. This is a controversial take, but I'm a fan of the large hat. It is a clever move. And it is a clever move not only because it provides you with shielding from the mayo, but because... In the spirit of the Mayo Bowl, it is also super online. It is. Yes. I I also enjoyed it. I did appreciate that they made him take it off and got him mm-hmm. with the last of it anyway. Yes, I think I was it was the say. best of both worlds. But I also in, I enjoy people that would not be wearing the big hat on their own wearing the big hat. You know, if it's a, you know, a player making a coach do it or, you know, so, someone 
in our replies or in the committee or something I saw said that every coach should have to do their post-game press conference in a big hat. And I a hundred percent support this resolution. I believe what the, the Maryland coach, Mike, Mike Loxley said that the name of the big hat is, is noggin boss. And that's, they have an NIL deal with them. Okay. So, and I'm like, okay, Maryland, you know, some, under armor you know whatever the noggin boss whatever they got going on there yeah so i i see when he took off the hat that was great but he got goaded into like they his players were making him take off the hat they were like take the hat off just screaming at him to take the hat off he finally takes the hat off and then like jay and clerk you know they dumped a little bit extra mayo on him and then he looked at all his players and he just went y'all wrong for this it was you could, it was great i also really enjoyed when the, you, he was like talking about the hat and you could hear the players in the background just chanting where the mayo at where the mayo, where the mayo, <laughs> where the mayo at like the, as soon as they so won good. the game they were just chanting where the mayo at i was trying to describe this game and why it's so special to us to to my family and to my in-laws on that side and i could just come up with it celebrates all of the weirdest things. It's such a confluence of all the things we enjoy. Being terminally online, teams that are kind of like in that middling range, a weird food, being where it shouldn't, just yeah. all these things. Being the being MC State guy. To the bet. I really hope that if there is a Mayo Council out there, like a Mayo pressure group, that they are paying big bucks for this because of all the bowl games. This oh, is the one where ball. I go, Come you on. know what? I'm going to go get some mayo. I'm going to get some Dukes. Yeah. I, honestly, when I first saw the, the Dukes mayo and they started doing this like mm-hmm. a few years ago, I was like, I, I got some Dukes mayo. I never had it before. Yeah. And it's the only mayo I'm going to buy like from now on. So you've won my brand loyalty for that. And then like the Cheez-It thing too. It's just like, you know, every time I see the Cheez-It cracker, you know, my kiddo looks at the TV and he sees like the, the cheesiest commercial. It's like, mm-hmm. look, it's football cheese. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> look, football cheese. And so I was like, what is he talking about? Then it's the, the helmets with the cheese. And it's, no, it's just like those two brands, like they embrace the weirdness of college football kind of like we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like Miller, who is the, the uh the the representative for like the the media and everything they do a great job with this game and they lean into everything like Anish like the the commentator he had oh, Brock Osweiler great. they're eating mayo they all leaned into it and just embraced what it was let me be specific here they lean into it without taking the piss out of it they lean into it but it is yeah. sincere it yeah. is sincere in the enjoyment of the weirdness and everything else it is not parody it is not whatever else it is fun. This is a serious thing and it is it not serious as in like it's football serious, but like this is a still a sporting event that we're all enjoying. We're not mocking this. We are just going like, hey, this is a weird thing turned up to like 11. The Jimmy Kimmel Bowl sort of gets this right. It can't quite tell where it wants to be in terms of do you want to go all the way into the weird or not? But Mayo and Cheese at Part 1, I think balance that correctly. That's a lot of serious talk for a mayo ball. Agreed. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. We're getting serious Sorry. about mayo. We are genuine with our love about the mayo bowl. And again, they reached out to us to be the official Hell yeah. bowl game of the Sickos Committee. They wanted to be the official bowl game with us. And it's it's a genuine love. Like, I mean, people are doing silly things. It's just having and making memories, having the time of their life. I mean, just... 
like all the Maryland kids that, who are seniors or whatever, if they don't go on to be professionals, they're going to take this win with them. Just enjoy it. And that's what it is. We, we understand not everybody is going to be a professional athlete, but just to enjoy the opportunity that you get to play in a bowl game, especially one like this, and just, just go full force and just embrace what it is. And we, we really enjoy the way that they do it, and they do it fantastic. One of the best, if not the best. You said had a time of their lives. So now I'm thinking dirty dancing, but with, no one wants to go. No, but dirt. Oh, never mind. Like, uh, like that one better. Like that one better. I had the tub of my life. Oh God! And I never felt this way before. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Miller, Miller might actually be really down for that. We need to Did you that say too. the tub of my life? Because yes. that's what I heard. That's right. Okay. Because it's chubby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the man, I had the tub of my life. Hey, and hey, pick girl. And I went on to do. Oh right. my there God. Thank you, Beth. Oh my Thank God. You. you complete me, Beth. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Pit Girl, how did the uh how did the uh sun bowl go? Praise just, the sun. Praise, praise the, the sun, sun bowl. Just go, let's uh, go. Let, let, let's Pit Girl just give us the full pit rundown of the sun bowl. All the emotions. Go, Pit Girl. December December 30th was Should wild. I log off or uh maybe um december December 30th broadly was wild as a pit fan because at noon pit basketball tipped off and played a game where it looked like they were going to lose and then they didn't lose they made a staged a impressive comeback in the second half much like they did tonight against number 11 virginia against number 25 unc that game ran long and there was some stuff going on with inbounding because pit can like gritted out in the second half but they can't inbound the fucking ball and so it was running long and then everybody's like but the sun pulls on the sun pulls on we're gonna miss it and Pitt wins and cbs because the sun bowl is the only cbs bowl cbs had done like all of the pregame stuff like this was the rose bowl and we didn't miss anything which was great so we go over and you know everybody switches over to the pit game or to the sun bowl we're watching the sun bowl Honestly, earlier this season, I liked Dorian Thompson Robinson. He was fun to watch. He was very Pac-12 after dark, whatever. Like five minutes into the game, he gets a personal foul for like attempting to hit a pit player. It was a weird, yeah, it was. And weird. apparently there was some stuff that going on, like that some like GA started or whatever about field position during warmups before the game. And that's oh, there where was that so came much from. shit talk during this game. Yeah, yeah so there was a much. lot of shit talk during this game and i went from liking dorian thompson robinson to being willing to fight him myself 10 minutes into this game <laughs> so that was fun meanwhile nick patty will fucking haunt my dreams nick, nick fucking patty man nick fucking patty. good for him but man i love when we have both sides of this and i completely ignored andrew's ucla <laughs> side of things i'm trying to minimize That's your fine. pain i'm trying to minimize UCLA your pain football you deserves, really, really, deserves to be ignored really, really, you had a yeah, really rough, rough, bowl rough, season. rough bowl season for yours truly. Yeah, this was totally a UCLA game. Yeah, uh, yeah, it know, was. It goes how it goes. Let's let, let's leave it to Pit Girl. Actually, UCLA is hell. Yeah, I am incredibly. I am thrilled for Nick Patty. I am also thrilled that the defense like eventually figured their shit out because that that was I think a lot of what was going on with this game is that Pitt had a lot of opt outs on defense, and so there mm. were a lot of guys who didn't see as many snaps who just didn't know what to do. And also, Dorian Thompson Robinson is very talented. We weren't sure how to handle him, so there is also that part. The Nick Patty, Nick Patty is going to be my favorite guy to remember when I'm old. 
because wait, are was... we calling him Patty Wagon or Patty Daddy or both or both? Both. both. All right. Okay. Yes, I I prefer Patty Wagon. <laughs> I have been calling him Patty Wagon and doing the like roll out the Patty Wagon bit for as long as he's been the backup at Pitt, which has been four years. He is a senior. Yeah. He has been with Pitt the whole time. And he started the Peach Bowl and then broke his collarbone. Mm-hmm. And that game was where I found out that his high school nickname was Patty Daddy. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. Anyway. Ladies? All ladies? Ladies? <laughs> Patty Daddy? Patty Daddy is too weird corner of Penn State football Twitter yeah. for me. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Give me no. the shovel, baby. Yeah, Patty no. Daddy. Put- Put Twitter saves asking players to like do violence upon us for the volleyball team. Okay. <laughs> um, it was one. Was it the one girl for the pit volleyball? Was it Cat Flood or something? Yeah, like that? Cat, Cat Flood run me over yes. with a train. That's um, right. Okay. Anyway, all of this to say, Nick Patty is going to die a legend in pit fandom, and he should. I am so proud of him. I am so proud of that fourth down scramble to save the game. After I almost jinxed it by telling Kamish that he needed to get ready to tweet the pit bevel. Yeah. You, you almost, oh, God. Yeah, you don't, would you don't, that? don't pre-bevel anything. Like, we, we can only pre-bevel and, and jinx the outcome by beveling, you know, something ahead of time. Or we have to do it the day before, before yeah. the game's not going on. But like, I have to do, to I have get, do all, but I have to do all of them at once, though. Like, I have to do both sides at the same time. Yeah, the beveling has some weird. If you start beveling one team, something's gonna happen, and it's gonna go the other way. And as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, "Oh, please, it's not yeah. over yet." And it, it, it almost, it almost <laughs> came back to bite you there. <laughs> yeah, you posted that, and Commission and I are like, "Oh no!" Oh no! No. <laughs> But I gave us one of the funniest win probability charts of bowl season. Like a fuck. Oh, oh my god, god, that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like not. Heart rate. It's not the Tulane one, but no, the Tulane we'll one is there. Like, not quite. Not quite. I don't know. Can we why, talk about the weather. The weather. That was some weather. It was. Oh, it started sunny and then like a storm, like with the wind rolled in. Yeah, it was sunny, and then all of a sudden, there's like 40 mile an hour winds in El Paso. The last kick, it was straight. And then all of a sudden, as soon as it gets through the goalpost, just hooks. Like, shoom. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. How it just barely went through. Pitt's punter also hit a it hit an 85-yard punt, which is the longest in Pitt history and in Sun Bowl history, thanks to that win. Man. And it was pouring in full sun, and there was later a rainbow. We got all of the weather. El Paso is is the alien landscape on Earth. It's what it is. It's what El Paso is. It's in a magical place. It's crazy. I did watch, because like you said, it was on CBS. I did watch some Bold and the Beautiful leading up to it, which I hadn't in a yes. long time. And posted some <laughs> prime reaction shots nice. from Bold and the Beautiful. It was great. Did anybody have amnesia? Or was there I, an uh, evil twin with a goatee? I, man, I don't, I don't okay. even know. But just the so guy, go, guy going like, the guy's faces are just so good. God, he was, he was trying to... Is the evil twin Ben Saul? <laughs> Better call Saul. Yeah. Better call Saul. So we have this Sun Bowl chaos. We have the Mayo dumping excitement, the Sun Bowl chaos, which landed on top of the Tax Slayer Bowl. And this is a game where Notre Dame won, but it didn't look like it was going to be that way. South Carolina absolutely came out of the gate firing. Looked like they were going to be up and holding on to it. They were at 24-10 at some point. 
going into half, they were at 24, uh, no, it was 24, 17 going into half. Then Notre Dame comes back and they go back and forth, back and forth until it just gets away from them in the fourth. And all of a sudden, South Carolina, North Notre Dame, sorry, wins 45, 38, giving not Martin Freeman, Marcus Freeman. Sorry about that. Notre Dame fans. Not Martin Freeman. <laughs> Fucking hobbits here. At least you didn't say Morgan Freeman. That would have been, yeah. <laughs> that would have been worse. That would have been a little. No, yeah, but worse. seriously, like South Carolina just got two pick sixes from Notre Dame. Like just ridiculous. Like the one to tie it up at 38 38 was yep. like a hundred yard pick six, which is <laughs> incredible. And then, you know, Notre Dame goes down and they, they pull this play out of their their ass with like the tight end just leaking out across the other it side was, of the field. I've just ne- totally that was wide open. Crazy. And then Mike Golick Jr. just goes, kiss my entire ass. Oh, Golick, <laughs> Golick I had is to so bevel, fucking... I had to bevel that tweet because it was just <laughs> out of character. I beveled the tweet twice and he like retweeted it. It's like, we had to bevel this tweet. Kiss, kiss my entire oh, ass. He was, he was, was so, he was, he was so fucking on it. That. He was on it. Buckner was responsible for Five passing touchdowns, two were pick sixes, and yeah, he also Detmer. had two rushing touchdowns. Was like two or three. The score was in the middle insane. of the game. It was amazing. Jacksonville, a good time for everyone, as we've always said. Nothing normal ever can ever happen in Jacksonville. Nope. I was at this game. It was chaos. I was having a lot of fun pregame with picking out random people with nonsense uh, jerseys. On it was, that was a great. There was a great thread where you were like, "Who do you think this person is supporting?" It was great. <laughs> yep. He has a Cowboys jersey. There was a shocking number of people in like Washington DC and or Maryland related stuff there. Just like separate people just all over the place. I saw I, tons that, of it. And I, Notre Dame's one the, like, the DC not? area's one true team, Notre Dame. Yeah. That's right. The Gator um, The Gator Bowl is the bowl game I've been to the most. I think I've been to five of them. It just life is weird. And it, you still it's have all your digits. It's impressive. Game. It's also the one I've been to the most, but that's because I live here now. And I don't think I've actually attended any other bowl games because I managed to dodge all of the awful ones that Notre Dame played in while I was in college. I nearly went to the 2012 National Championship Ooh. game, and I'm uh, very happy oh, I was that's not the bullet. at that uh, one yeah, in hindsight. You're God. You're God. I was at the next time that Notre Dame got the crap kicked out of them in Miami, by Miami, but... <laughs> Anyway, my favorite thing about this particular Gator Bowl was the South Carolina punt where they had a penalty for having two number zeros on the field at the same time. (laughs) For multiple reasons. One, I am the Notre Dame fan in the round table, so it got rid of a punt that would have pinned us at like the six or something and moved them back five yards. And then they, they had a punt that was still good but we were you know at the 18 or the 20 or something like that it was was, more it was way better way better the announcement in the stadium of like the official comes out and it's like south carolina had two players wearing number zero on the field for that play five yard penalty and replay fourth down it's like number zero is normally like the special thing for a lot of teams where you have to earn it sort of thing so having two of them on a team is surprising, and then putting them on the field at the same time, yeah. like can they it's do not... a double zero like the NBA? Maybe, maybe you know, you can maybe have a zero not... or a double zero. That's right. Can they do that? I don't think you can have. 
I, I think if they had a zero and a double zero on the field at the same time, it still would have counted towards the penalty. I also I don't know if you can do double zero as a uniform number. I think I've only ever seen a single zero. I think you can I, do I don't zero know the now. rules well I enough. I think you can do double zero, but it has to be one or the other. Notre Dame fans just popping off make me so happy. And it's like, go, go and kiss my whole ass. Like, that's perfect. God bless them. And that led us in. Well, first we had the Arizona Bowl. That was Ohio's win in overtime over Wyoming. And that also made sure that the MAC won the Bowl Champ Bowl Cup this year. MAC right. has the best bowl record, Un- uncontested. They have the highest bowl up, which is. MAC should. We have that flag. We have that flag. We're happy for the MAC because we love our MAC The Orange Bowl was the nightcap. The guys, orange, very orange bowl. Guys, the orangest bowl. Show me. <laughs> I wish there was Joe more Milton. orange, honestly. Really? Because <laughs> Joe Milton is him. Because I mean, I was I was sitting there with like different swatches of orange, like I'm a fucking a house painter, trying to figure out whose was whose and what was the orange bowl shade. And then I was pulling up old Nike reports of like, here are the oranges. And then one of the, the folks that follow us who does uh, college logos were like, no, those are old oranges. Here are the new oranges. So I, I was... had swatches. So I'm watching this. It's the late nightcap, and just watching uh, on the couch. And the wife walks in, and and she just looks. She's like, "There's like orange everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "She's like, what are you watching? The Orange Bowl?" She's like, "There's orange everywhere." <laughs> it was amazing. Joe Milton, thank you so much for allowing me to post the Vortex like Nerf football commercial with John Elway. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to do that with your rocket arm. It, Jesus it's amazing. Christ. Everything he threw was just a hundred miles per hour and as hard as he could do it. Like there was no soft touch, no whatever. It was gonna go far, it was gonna go deep. It did not matter. He is he is a rocket launcher on top of a Roomba. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and Tennessee just beat the ever living crap out of Clemson with that. I mean, Not Clemson in... couldn't get anything going. No, and 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 Klubnik, I I mean, he had the grassiest jersey I've ever seen. Oh man, like his oh, jersey was just oh. just grass stains all over. He was just getting he was getting clubbed, clobbered. But yes, yeah. there was one play where it was like fourth and like fourteen. He does this crazy jump pass and throws it in like triple coverage. It, just desperation heaving because there's nothing working for them. I, I post the jump pass and then one one person was like, why would he throw that in triple coverage? I'm like, it's fourth down. Why not? It's just like fourth down. Yeah, the game's on why, why yeah. not? Yeah, just not, go for not, it. Not to give actual football analysis on this podcast, but uh, Travis Etienne really covered up how pretty shitty Clemson's O-line is, honestly. It was, it was really bad. He got sacked four times. Had two interceptions. Like it was a bad day to be Cade Klubnik. And Joe Milton the third is a rocket launcher yeah. and just absolutely wang that fucker over and over again. It was so much fun I to watch. Simply eat in human form. God, it was so much fun to watch. And that's the only compliment anyone in the, in the broadcast could give to him was like, man, that kid's arm is super fucking strong over and over again for three hours. Does he run very well? Nope. Is he active in the pocket? Not at all. Can he throw it? Fuck yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He would just throw the shit out of it. It just became the running joke for the entire game because that's all the announcers could talk about. At the end of the game, you know, Tennessee wins and and he's tossing oranges from the orange. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The the bowl, the actual orange bowl. 
he's tossing oranges to his teammates and he's just like rapid fire. Oh like, yeah, no, just, not like again, no soft hands. No, there no is like, no touch. No, 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 no. Just, no, just wham, just wham, like, like at it at their heads. Uh, shout out to Obi the Orange, the Orange Bowl mascot, because I tweeted, "Where the fuck is Obi?" And Obi's like, "I'll be around soon." So thanks, Obi. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. I'm chilling right now. I'll be around. Soon. So the uh... Obi is more careful since Delvin Cook took him out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Obi also saw the video of Joe Milton throwing fucking oranges and slash, like splattering them against the sidewalk, and he feared said, for his life. Stands. So the the reigning Olympic javelin champion, and he just won Diamond League, which is the European, I think I believe it's annual track championships. Uh, javelin champ is a guy from India, and there was a video that came out of him yesterday or today doing some kind of promo thing where he's on you know some sort of field, and they've given him an array of just bizarre objects. He had you know some kind of foam ball. He had a water bottle, and it was just how far can you throw these random things? <laughs> Somebody needs to do this with Joe Milton. Yes, like you yes. know. <laughs> I think somebody tweeted. He's like, "You need to yeah, follow dude us, dude. Perfect. And I will do an interview with him. <laughs> That's right. Yes. On it. Yeah. Someone was like, "I can get down there. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> follow us. I will make Joe Milton throw the nor- Nerf Vortex football with the whistle on it." <laughs> I made some sort of goofy ass post that was like, "They, you know, the Allies used Joe Milton to shell German positions in World War One. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> it was like artillery shells." I saw a thing on Twitter today saying that at one point in time, the U.S. military made anti-tank munitions, like grenades that were shaped like the Nerf football because soldiers knew how to throw them. There we go. We have to get Joe Milton one of those. (laughs) Joe Milton takes out two columns of Russian tanks. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. With all these troop goals, it's Joe Milton here for the... (laughs) Joe Milton here for the Army National Guard. So I want... Just a quick poll. So on the 28th, we had the Liberty Bowl, which was Kansas being Arkansas and the, or Arkansas being Kansas, the nail biter. The Holiday Bowl, which was the Oregon being North Carolina by one. The Texas Bowl, and that was, yeah, and, oh, sorry, and the Military Bowl, Duke being UCF. So that's the 28th. And then the 30th was Duke's Sun Bowl, Gator Bowl, Arizona Bowl, and Orange Bowl. What was the better bowl game day? 28th. My team didn't lose. Yeah, I missed. Mo- yeah, I'm going 28th too, mostly because I missed most of the 30th. I'll go 30th. That was that was just fun. I'm also going to say 30th. I am biased. I will say that I am. I if people if not as many people had already voted for the 28th, I would have thought about it. There's a case to be made, especially because the Orange Bowl was really really boring. I'm gonna go with the 30th because of how bonkers the Sun Bowl was backed up to the Gator Bowl. And then watching if Joe I'd Milton been able, television. If I'd been able to watch the Sun Bowl, I might have flipped on this. I gotcha. only saw the Gator Bowl and the Orange Bowl out of this day. And the Gator Bowl ruled and the Orange Bowl was not great. <laughs> There's Finish. just a moment of the 28th for me of the overlapping Liberty Bowl, Triple OT, and then as the ongoing Holiday Bowl is overlapping with each other. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of like the height of the bowl season for me. The 28th was like that. The 30th is, is my father's birthday. The Mayo Bowl, again, everybody was just playing very conservative. The Pitt-UCLA game, absolutely amazing. The Gator Bowl was great. 
I didn't watch much of the Arizona Bowl because I was stuck between the Gator and, and the Sun. And so the Arizona Bowl on like a different broadcast thing, I didn't really yeah. had an opportunity to watch that one. I, I mean, we could tie it on the 28th, but like that moment of the Liberty and the holiday overlapping was like the peak of the bowl season drama wise, which was, I mean, triple OT in a bowl game after a giant comeback and then another comeback with, with Bo Nix. And then, you know, just in insanity, the Mac Brown one second, that was kind of, but both were like fantastic neck and neck. I love them both, but I'll lean the 28th just because of that, that crazy overlapping moment. I like it. I will add that on the 28th, I did go grab my laptop and double screen the Liberty and the holiday. So that's probably why it was just it. like, you're just back and forth. You're like. One's on Fox, one's on ESPN. You're just going. And, and, and then the, the crowd shots of the Liberty Bowl, like blocking the cameras. And, oh, so good. I mean, they're <laughs> slipping all over the place in Petco Park. It's just, those were the best two bowl game days, I would say. Not counting. We could talk about playoff if you want to. We can at least acknowledge that the playoffs happened in those both games for the first time ever were both very fun competitive games. My stake in this was limited to liking TCU. That was my your stakeness. Your stakeness was you wanted to bevel the hypno toad. I did. <laughs> so that was your stakeness. That was my stakeness. Fair. That was your stakeness. And I enjoyed both games immensely. That's like that's just the nicest thing I could say about it because like I did, and I nothing else to say really. I'm guessing Andrew, Andrew's both... comments. I'm guessing Andrew's comments are. Andrew's I hate, like, I did no, not have I a great disagree. day. I disagree with the playoff. They sucked. It was awful. <laughs> Please expand the playoff. Expand the playoff. Just make the, a, Andrew. Would you be down for a third place game this year? No, <laughs> not even a little bit. I want it. I want it. I, I no, want no, no, no. I, I just in the back of my brain, I was like, God, if both these teams win and we get a Michigan Ohio State rematch, the universe might explode. Oh my God! So glad and, that's and, not and happening. And both teams saved us from that. Mm. Man, yeah, there was some there was some crazy videos that were floating around on on I guess TikTok or whatever, which you know we didn't post on the account because again we're not here to like punch down. But there was one where I think they're doing the New Year's Eve kiss as Ohio oh. State goes to kick the field goal. No, and <laughs> they do the they're doing the kiss like Happy New Year as the kick's about to go. Um, <laughs> Then the kick does not go well uh, at all. Um, and somebody in the background screams. Somebody yeah. in the background the screams. People, no. The people on screen do not know that the kick oh. kiss. Kick, it's like a dad miss. who's very angry. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. No, me. I feel I bad for that kid. It. He's like, oh, no. And it's just. And then if you looked at before, it was just like they had like the live, laugh, love, like de <laughs> decor above the TV. It was just. <laughs> It no was kidding. just not. It was, I mean, that's a fifty-yard kick. I don't know why you're trying to kiss in front of that. That's an intense kick. Yeah, that's not a given. That's not a given for an NFL kicker. Come on, man. <laughs> like, I watched that game. We were unwrapping presents. That was our Christmas Eve um, because we don't celebrate holidays on holidays. We're unwrapping presents. Half of my family is Ohio State fans. Rabid <laughs> Ohio State fans. Oh. And we're like, we have the game on mute for most of it, but like, we're just kind of giving commentary and the kids are all in the room and we all get out, you know, champagne and sparkling grape juice for the kids to toast. And we're doing this on one screen. 
So we're like flashing back really quickly between the ball dropping and this happening. We're all like three, two, one, happy new year. And we flip and see the celebration and the noise my brother-in-law made. That oh. went from like joy to like someone just roundhouse kicked me in the side of the head. A I will remember that's that. Right. That's definitely the noise I made. Time. Yep. <laughs> happy new year. Oh. <laughs> Art. So yeah, my, my, uh, everyone my wife, who hates New Year's Eve playoffs is wrong because it gave us this gift. Yeah, because yeah, the first game God. went so long, <laughs> this one got backed up too, and it and it, it pushed it into the the yeah. toast. And then just one thing I wanted to make a comment: um, my wife has this weird capability to cause chaos in games, where she's not watching the game in the same room. She enters the room and like within a play or two, there's a turnover. Like whoever has the ball, it's almost automatic. When TCU got the pick six, she had just walked in the room and like she just, she doesn't realize she's coming into the room. She caused three turnovers that night. I think it's passed on to my kiddo also because he came in and he caused a couple turnovers also. There we go. So it's just what I'm trying to watch in the main room. And they enter, just to ask me a question, like, they don't mean to do it, but they enter the room, and it's just, it's like an automatic chaos drama button that they hit, and, and oh my god, did they hit it a lot that night. Okay, Music City Bowl. Music City Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The score of Iowa 21, Kentucky 0, is not correct. The correct score is Iowa defense 14, Iowa offense 7, Kentucky 0. That's right. <laughs> That's that's the story of this game. Iowa scored 21 points in the second quarter and then just opted out of the rest of the it. game. Out of Kentucky. Everybody was everybody was worried. They're like, "Oh no, they're going to hit the over." I'm like, "Hey, relax." No, it's don't worry. Time. Everyone chill the fuck <laughs> there out. There was absolutely no scoring. Have you watched Iowa? No <laughs> chance. You think yeah. either of the you think they're going to score points when they don't have to? This was amazing. I think in the third quarter, Iowa had the tight end Sam Laporta running the Wildcat. Yep. Like, he yes. had a tight end in the Wildcat. They went three and out. He got, like, eight yards. But it was, it was great. Should have gone for it. It was so awesome. That, that game was as much of a mess as we thought it was, would be. It was, I, I there's, like, a, a guy in the stands, I think we retweeted. He had a sign, Sicko's National Champions. He drew, like, Loot. the Sicko's guy. It was salute. It was absolutely amazing. I can't believe he, he did that, but I Bless appreciate you. it. He was up in the upper deck, too. Just loving it. It was amazing. One of us. Sicko's <laughs> rule of Nashville's upper deck. Another game that ended up being a complete rollover. My God, the things LSU did to Purdue were unspeakable. Ooh. Ooh, I, my God. We have some Purdue fans in our, in our circle, and they were saying, this is going to be bad. Purdue's down a bunch of people. And we're like, okay, yeah, sure. It'll, it'll be, you know, okay, lose by 20. That's fine. No. It was an absolute ass kicking. LSU looked like they could do whatever the fuck they wanted and did so. Jaden Daniels was, looked great for the couple of plays he was in. The Nuss Bus was in. Yeah, he the was Nuss Bus the was doing great. He slept in the Cheez It suite. He did. There was there was like a Cheez It. There was Chet Z who came out of the box. It was absolutely amazing. I, uh, I enjoyed Chet Z. I, I, I really did. Him celebrating with all the LSU players, oh, in like the when LSU oh, scored, yeah. like it was like he was a part of the LSU team. 
like he was celebrating with LSU so much because I mean it was like sixty three to seven, so he was the only one that he could really celebrate with. Unfortunately for Purdue fans, it was insane. I can't believe that LSU did that. I mean, like sixty three seven, just incredible. And apparently, the last time Purdue played an SEC school in the Citrus, Auburn beat them like sixty three fourteen. So okay. Purdue, don't don't play an SEC school in in the Citrus Bowl. Was it the yeah. Citrus? Uh, no, it was the like the Music City or something. Was it the, uh, was the one last year where they beat? beat oh, they beat Tennessee. Your air quotes beat Tennessee. No, don't bring that up to Vol fans. They're still no. mad. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Vols fans. Sorry, uh, Brian Kelly has my favorite moment when they dump the cheeses and he picks it one off the ground and just savors it. Yeah, it like, like he's the- like he's fucking like watching his you know his defeated villain just. I mean, I'm not going to hate on him for that. No, because that no. was that was. I, I'm sorry. This was like the one moment that I actually thought Brian Kelly was kind of cool when he did that. It was weird. He picked up a cheese it off the ground and he just savored like he savored the cheese it of victory. It was so ridiculous. The other game we had was the Real Eye Quest Nay Outback Bowl. Mississippi State wins it over Illinois at the very end to win one for Mike Leach. They had the beautiful pirate helmets, which I absolutely loved. Great look for them. It was a pretty blood and guts game in terms of just running things into each other. It was just a struggle fest of game for both teams. It was ridiculous. When Mississippi State got the touchdown, the tie, they had to review it for like 10 minutes, it seemed. Yes. It seemed. Oh, God. He had like white shoes and it was like the white end zone. And then we're just like, is he in? I don't know. I don't know. I know we're running long, guys, but I got to tell you about the Cotton Bowl. I was oh, at the no. Cotton Bowl. Let's go. This is gonna be I a was, long I was an guys, extra long special. Guys, I was at the fucking Cotton Bowl. Ten dollar tickets. I was just going expecting to see some fun, right? I was going to go watch Tulane, who we've been talking about all year. Watch Willie Fritz's gang do some things. Watch Caleb Williams. Watch the fucking Heisman Trophy winner. And I got to see everything. Caleb Williams. Holy shit! When I thought the Tulane had lost this game, when they were behind most of the game, was because they could break up the plays. Tulane's defense was good enough to break the plays up. But then what happened after that? The athletes at USC managed to get clear again. They were covered for the first four seconds and then they broke clear. And then Caleb Williams would get caught in the pocket and then he would just run like crazy. There were so many times where Tulane had him pinned down and then he'd run for 40 yards. It was insane. It was such a fun game to go to because the crowd was pretty rowdy. You had the SC fans who were a large part of the stadium. And then like everyone else who was not an SC fan was either in Tulane gear or was a Tulane neutral for the most part. I was wearing my Tulane shirt. I We've had like five other people wearing the same Tulane shirt. None of us went to Tulane. <laughs> no, everyone was just like, like the did shirt. You, did you spot any OU fans, Oklahoma fans? I did not spot any Oklahoma fans. Okay. Because I heard there was a lot of Oklahoma fans there just rooting against Lincoln Riley. That, would, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I did. I did meet a bunch of a bunch of people who were from general Louisiana areas. They came wearing like their LSU gear, just looking for a good show, and they had a great nice. time too. They adopted Tulane that night, and between that and what was going on at the same time, because the Purdue LSU game was going on at the same time, there was a dude in the row in front of me who was a Purdue grad and he was watching the game, the Purdue game, on his iPhone on YouTube TV. And about halfway through, he turns it off and changes it to the Cotton Bowl, the game he's at. <laughs> Watching the game he's at on his phone and at real t- and in real time, it was wonderful. And there's like the giant screen, right, that you're looking so at in Jerry always World. Always a fucking problem. I, I, yes. I, if you guys have ever been there, 
It's yeah. that giant screen, especially if you're up high enough, it's right in front of you. It's so easy to just watch TV yes. and not the game because the TV is so hard. fucking big. Yeah, but the cool thing I didn't realize they do is when they do reviews there, they put all the ref cam views up on the screen. Yep. And, oh. and you can watch the ref tab through the reviews he's watching. Yeah. Oh, so in real wow. time, you can, see novel the, you can watch the, they have all the, I, I posted a picture of it. They have the deck yeah. box, as I called it. It's all 10 screens. And, it's better and, than you the actually, and you can see him like scroll through it and Is pick which view he's doing. Is that not at y'all stadiums? Because that definitely happens at Mountaineer Field. Every, every review, you watch the ref cam. I haven't seen no. it in any, almost any place. No. Pass, they don't even like show review replay play, reviews. You can't see exactly what the ref sees. Okay. Yeah, we can. You can actually watch them tab through and see what they're interested in. Like that. Hmm. Like that's pretty cool. Because then we're sitting there going, yeah. like, because there was that that came up because there was hmm. there was a late game call that was it looked like targeting against Tulane like at the very very last second it was a really bad hit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it looked like targeting. But like when you went through and him him showing all of the the angles, you go, okay, well, no, he actually did was leading with like his shoulder or whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was, yeah, I, same face, trust me. Uh, <laughs> I will say, biggest complaint I had about that stadium, because I haven't been there in a while, it took me forever to find a fucking draft beer. Guys, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that place, but finding an actual draft beer there, you could find cocktails everywhere. But yeah. like just a beer on tap, could, like, they, I had to walk downstairs. Did they ever get rid of just all Miller products? Or is it no, still it's, it's all still Miller? Ugh. All Miller and cans. Yeah. And so I was, that's why I was looking for another beer. And so I yeah. found I found a, a local I the, the douchey thing I need to find a local IPA so I found a nice craft IPA uh, towards the front so it was wow. nice nice and hoppy mosaic Get hops that IPA out of there. mosaic hop has a nice citrusy flavor to it, it was nice some centennial hops perfect uh, we're watching Tulane yeah right yeah it, it was Tulane has their own beer too so that's right it, guys do. it was just an absolutely great game it was so much fun the crowd was like even like in the nose was I was sitting was super into it coming out of the game. Bye to the parking lot, baby. Just I'm, I don't know when the last time I swung a fist over two-lane football. I'm going to guess it was at least 60 years. When they won, they were just, God, the two-lane two group was just so happy when they won. When they hit that last kick, it was just, everyone blew oh. up. It was it was. They had great. to be about I, ready to fight God. <laughs> it was. And, well, didn't just, they like even show a thing saying not to rush the field? And I was thinking my, my boyfriend had asked me, like, has that ever happened at a bowl game? And I can't think of a time when it had. If it was ever going to happen, I think it would have been that game. It would have been then, yeah, for sure. And we, and we saw what happens when Tulane fans try to rush the field. It is not something they're accustomed to. <laughs> no, We don't know if that, that girl's is, okay. I assume. Girl's still jumping. <laughs> oh, and another part I'm going to cut right here. They were going back and forth, like showing crowd shots. <laughs> And this one young lady in a SC tube top starts jumping up and down like, yes, I'm on camera. I'm on camera. And oh, then no. she realizes no. it. And camera hard cut. <laughs> her friends like turning around and you can see her friend going like. <gasps> so again, my dad and I, like I, I grew up and we went to like really bad Tulane football teams, like coached by Mac Brown and Buddy Tebens where, he would just send me and people would just hand out free tickets to go to the Superdome. So, you know, we got to do this segment for the Cotton Bowl text. Yep. I got a lot of texts with my dad. There was a lot of back and forth in this game. A lot of back and forth, a lot of different things. As soon as like Tulane went down like 14 nothing, I was like, Tulane's in trouble. He's like, so far, you're right. Their past D can't do anything. And I was like, they just can't get off the field on third down, which 
USC god, they did could not, not. Jesus Christ! Just, they, oh my god! Like when they forced a fourth down, USC would just get it and go for it. It was ridiculous. And then he's like, tied over. It's like turnover and offensive scheme. Still a tough team to beat. I was like, they just can't get any pressure. He's like, time of possession is an issue as well. Like I'm getting like words out of him. Wow, this like, is the, this is the this most is, I've heard your dad this is talk. The most <laughs> my dad has ever like talked via text. So this is intense. He's like, all star recruits USC. I was like, wow, this is a crazy onside kick here. He's like, USC, well-coached, full of talent, need a turnover. Wild game. I I go back, wild game, at least not a blowout. He's like, and then he goes, LSU blowout. Wow. (laughs) This is like out of nowhere. Like, he must have saw that. Dad text. And then so it's like, I think Tulane is done after the fumbles. So they fumbled, and it was like 42-30 when they fumbled. And I was like, I think that was it. Put a pin in that that because I have a story about that. Okay. So that was it. He's like, probably. Uh-oh, it's getting interesting. Possible OT. And then I go, safety. He responds with laugh out loud. And then I go, oh, my. It's like, he goes, unbelievable. So there's this. <laughs> yes, unbelievable. Yep. Still not over. Nine seconds left. So I bought him a, a nice, like, really expensive uh, Angry Wave polo shirt for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing the shirt. And he took a picture of the shirt. And he just, just him and his face after the game and he goes wave shirt works it's just him in his face yes. i was like wave shirt wins and then he sends me three more pictures in the wave shirt i don't know if he meant to do that <laughs> but his face changes every single time i don't know i'll just show it to you but it's like three pictures of him in the wave shirt <laughs> just three pictures of him in the wave it. shirt i love it and i was like yeah he was like then he starts doing like roll TA, the hell of a hullabaloo thing. Mm-hmm. I sent him the stat like over the last five seasons, FBS teams are one in 1,692 when trailing by 15 plus points in the final five minutes. Tulane made it two in 1,692. So he was just like, again, the unbelievable, which was a great reaction and an awesome typo. I never leave football games early. I don't go to a lot of them. Like in person, I don't go to a ton of football games just because life and whatever. But I never leave early. I like staying to the end no matter what. I always have. I mean, when, when Commission and I went to the Texas Monroe game, yeah. we sat through the whole fourth quarter just sort of like chilling and talking. Because like even if the game's sure. a blowout, I like just sitting there being in the stands. It's something I enjoy doing. But I knew that like the trip back to my car is going to be a little long. So when that fumble happened, I almost left. And I sat back down. And I can't imagine the shit I would have caught on here if I had left before the end of that game. I can't. Oh yeah, I would have destroyed. I'm you. never. I'm never even considering it again. I'm not. No, I would have blamed you for the rest of your life. Yes. Like I'm not even so. kidding. Deservedly so. Because that would have been. I think. I think what happened is like you were like, okay, they only got a field goal, so it's still a two possession game. And then Tulane scored in 23 seconds. That was it. Yeah, it was a really it was, fast turnaround. It, it was that quick. So you were like, eh, oh, oh, okay, hold on, I'm going to stay. <laughs> it's just like, it was that quick. This that game quick. was like the weirdest track meet ever. It was because so nuts. both teams were going like up and down the field like this, but USC had like twice the time of possession. Yes. Like they said short, I think shortly after halftime or around halftime that US, no, it was sometime in the like mid second quarter, USC had held the ball for 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, well, the, the, the USC's first drive was like a nine-minute odyssey. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were just I, eating clock. I, like, I'd never so, seen SC do that before. So the thing that after the end and they lost the game, 
it, it kind of clicked that I think Lincoln Riley knew his defense couldn't stop them. So mm-hmm. he had to play keep away and they held the ball for 40 minutes yeah. out of the 60. Uh, it was incredible. Like uh, 11 for 15 on third, by the way. And then two for two on fourth. Two for two on fourth. Two for two on fourth. So so Tulane only completed eight passes, right? Mm -hmm. They only completed eight passes. All you need, baby. Right? He threw for 234 yards. yards on eight passes. (laughs) On eight passes. (laughs) Alex Prince Masterclass. Unbelievable. And then the running back for Tajay Spears, who who declared for the NFL draft, go to the draft, enjoy yourself. Do your thing. Make your money. 205 Saints. yards. Four, four touchdowns. Saints. Gosh. Just ridiculous. That'd be nice mm-hmm. if you go to the Saints. Saints. I mean, every every time Tulane completed one of those passes, my dad would say, oh, that's right. They can pass. Every single time, like a broken record. It was yeah. <laughs> the, like they were a service academy. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, that's what they like to They They want to run the ball. That's what oh, Tulane yeah. wants to do. And then, then all of a sudden, you could see SC move. They move. They would move in mm-hmm. and then he would air it out over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they ran it 34 times for nine yards an attempt. It's not like that wasn't yeah. working. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, that was why they were moving in because Tajay Spears would get the ball and he'd just rip off a 10 yard gain. Like, that's why talking about guys who are him, Tajay Spears, him. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yes. oh, absolutely. Like an absolute beast the whole game. Just so good. Running over people. It was amazing. 10.4 yards of play for Tulane. <laughs> That's a first down whenever they touch the ball. What USC, the fuck? USC oh, had to play keep away from Tulane. Say that. Say that out loud. USC Southern Cal had to keep Tulane. away from Tulane. 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 1825. Grinch. Tulane. Masterclass. Roll fucking wave. I don't care if they revert to mean next year. I don't give I don't a care shit. Either. This don't is, care. you no. know what? This is a hey, beautiful Willie Fritz is staying. This yeah. is a beautiful season. They fucking came out of the absolute basement. Congratulations, Tulane fans. You guys deserve every bit of this. This is the ba- it's the biggest turnaround in FBS history. That's right. Uh, and they said they're going to weigh their trophy for us. They're going to weigh the yeah. Cotton Bowl trophy. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> and then after I all that, we had the... Tulane wave pants for the win. And then after that, we had the Rose Bowl. And it was just... Uh, it was fine. Meh. It was good until Rising got hurt. Yeah. And then so it when, just... When guy. Rising was running... Right. when he, It was 14-14. When Rising was running, I, like, yelled, slide. Like, get down. There's three guys yeah. there. Slide. Get down. And he didn't. And then he got hurt that play and never came back. And that was yeah. pretty much it for Utah. That was it, it. Yeah. It man, it it sucked that that was like first two PM Rose Bowl is really bizarre. Like that is a that's a weird thing. And it rained. And it rained at the no Rose Bowl. Sunset this year. No it was sunset. pouring. God, that's just so it was a weather game. It was yeah, it was just weird. Isn't felt, the Rose Bowl like pretty much always at two PM? Yeah. 2 p.m. Yeah, because they because you... they want the sunset to fall exactly at the. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So so the weirdness yeah. was that it was on. Was it a later kick than that? No, no. it was at the normal no. time. It's just okay. that it was on Monday and well, the weather was shitty. That's it. That's it. That's it. That was and the problem. It wasn't on the New weather Year's is Day. like very rarely shitty for the Rose right, Bowl, right, and right. So, so it was like weird that it was raining and they didn't get so the sunset. It ended. It ended the streak of twenty six straight Rose Bowls without rain. Huh. There you so, go. I, I don't know why I knew that, but somebody tweeted about that. 
and it stuck in my head. But yeah, it was an absolute, it wasn't that great. As soon as Rising went down, I feel like Utah lost everything, momentum-wise. Uh, a cool moment for Sean Clifford. I know neither of you are Penn State fans, but uh, it feels like Sean Clifford, everybody made the joke that he was there since like their first Rose Bowl in like 1923 or yeah. 1932 or whatever. Yeah, 72-year-old uh, Sean Clifford going home to his Sean five grandchildren. Gets the curtain call. That that's that's great. We have Penn State fans in the committee, so you know, shout out Danger, and I'm sure he really enjoyed that. If Rising stays healthy, I, maybe the story is a little bit different because it was back and forth for the good bit, and then once he went down, that was pretty much doom for the the Utes. Guys, we've covered bowl season. Yes, this is going to be our longest podcast ever. Well, I'll cut it. I'll trim a little <laughs> bit. We'll see how much I can trim. Welcome. Welcome back. Happy New or, Year, everybody. Or what, I, or what I may actually do is I may make this a two-parter. <laughs> and that'll cover, us for, that'll cover us for another, another – that'll cover us for Sunday, too, so we can come back to this Tuesday. Uh, yeah, let me think – if I can find a spot to split it, I'll split it. Yeah, if you want to split it, idea. you could release one tomorrow and then release another one on Friday or whatever. Oh, yeah, I can do it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, guys, what we're going to do after this is we will – we're already talking as a group. We're going to have some themed episodes – we're going to have some free form episodes. We're going to talk about <laughs> college football things. What are and... these? Wait, <laughs> what are these if those are free form? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess even more free form. I mean, we're going to talk about oh, some weird stuff. I, I think we have some ideas of talking about the 1964 oh, yeah. Liberty Bowl in Atlantis, mm-hmm. Atlantic City. I've already on about my this. Canadian football. My Canadian. We, we've already done the, the Canadian football U.S. expansion. I think we're going to call this, this the sicko serial where we just do talk about one thing, one random sickos thing. You know, whether we talk about the history of San Antonio's uh, professional sports leagues that, that failed teams uh, or, or Birmingham's, you know, the, and the booty butt cheeks of Birmingham uh, and their, their failed, their failed teams and the stallions, which, you know, the Vulcans and the stallion works out there, but, yeah, we're gonna have some stuff that's coming. <laughs> but uh, but also, but also, I can't, I can't stop bringing up the, the the butt cheeks. But also, don't don't worry that because it won't just be you know, as as you can tell, the idea of us having this very serialized, uh, long form topic podcast probably is not also not going to be the entire episodes. We will still be bullshitting oh, no. a lot. It'll be fun for sure. I'm just trying to imagine us switching forms to one of those podcasts. Is like it's like. Hello, I'm Robin Mars. Today we're going to talk about. It's all scripted. Today we're today we're going to talk about the pencil. That's right. How it's helpful. Man, that trophy was thick. Yes, that's right. Today we're today we're going to talk about thick trophies. We're going to talk about the Vulcan Daddy. Give me that donkey butt and them big old legs. I ain't too hard to beg.